What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a, another episode of the Mellow Mondays podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to another week here on the podcast. Um, before we dive into this week's topic, I realized I haven't done a great job at explaining to you all when the podcast comes out, what platforms it's on, it's on things like that. So I just want to talk about that really quick. Mellow Mondays comes out every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central. The way it works is that I post the podcast onto the Anchor app, and then Anchor helps distribute the podcast to the other various platforms that it's on. So the other platforms are um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher. There's a couple other ones as well, but they're ones I've never heard of, and I'm probably just not going to promote them very heavily. And so just so you know, every Monday, 10 a.m., there there will be an episode, whether it's me talking like this or interviews, whatever it may be, um, be on the lookout for that. I also post on all my social media when the episode is live. I check and make sure that it appears on Apple Podcasts because that's kind of the slowest one um, for it to be distributed to. And then I make a post saying, hey, new episode's out. So I pretty much just use Instagram. Um, if you want to follow me, it's the two underscores Birdman. You'll get updates and um, little synopsis of what um, each episode is about. And so check me out there. So the, that's the housekeeping that I want to get out of the way. Um, this week we're talking about this concept of mourning something. And this is something that I've kind of been dealing with my life really over the past year. Um, but it really became noticeable again this weekend. And so I kind of want to share a story about that and then move into, yeah, this concept of mourning. Um, before we dive in, though, I want to kind of define what it means to mourn something. And so just strictly off of, you know, Webster, Dictionary, whatever, I, I think I just Googled mourning definition. And so the, the first definition is this. The expression of deep sorrow for someone who has died, typically involving following certain conventions, such as wearing black clothes. Um, I thought that was interesting, but the, the sub-definition of mourn is to feel regret or sadness about the loss or disappearance of something, and that is the concept that I want to talk about today, this idea of sadness about the disappearance of something. This weekend, I was able to go to the lake, which is kind of my, uh, my happy place, for those of you who haven't uh, heard me talk about the lake yet. I'm going to do a full podcast on the lake at some point, but there's just going to be little bits and pieces of it. So I made a spur of, the, spur of the moment decision to go to the lake. I think it was Thursday. I had, I think I had like five more days off from work. And I was just looking at the weather report and I was looking at the lake just to see. And it was supposed to be really nice, like sunny, good weather. I hit up my homie. I was like, yo, like, are you riding this weekend? Uh, we're big into jet skis. He's like, yeah, dude, you should come down. I was like, okay, like maybe let me, let me see if it's worth the money to drive down. It's, it's 500 miles away. So it's, it's not just like I'm driving a couple hours. It's, I mean, it's seven and a half, eight hour drive with stops, thousand miles round trip. So it's not just like I can just go and I want to make sure it was worth it. And so I hit my homie up. He's like, yeah, dude, come Brian. I was like, okay. I randomly hit my other my other friend up who um, lives in Arkansas, but I knew might be going down to the lake or could go down the lake. I was like, yo, like you should come to the lake this week. And he's like, dude, well, what's funny is I'm actually going to the lake. It's my mom's birthday. We're going down. I was like, well, dude, all right, 
I'm in. Like, I think I'm going to go down. So I ended up going down and it was really good. Um, there was some hard parts about it. I think I didn't get a ride as much as I wanted. Like the weather was kind of weird. It got really windy and it was a little rough. The water was, I mean, I knew the water was going to be cold, but the water was cold. Like it was like 53 or 54 degrees. And so we were wearing wetsuits and stuff, but that's cold to be riding. But it's super fun. But the problem is that I think it was really fun, but it, it reminded me of something that I've given up by moving to Nashville. And so this lake house has been in our family for 27 years. It was bought three months after I was born. And so I've literally spent every summer of my life at the lake. And just as an example, I think I've missed, I think it's two Fourth of Julys. Well, I, I think it's three now with this year. And so there was one year where I was traveling abroad in the UK. I think I was in France at the time. And so I missed like the 4th of July and that's my favorite time at the lake. And so then last year I was still able to go down and celebrate, but I think I went down the weekend after because I had a show on the 4th last year, um, somewhere up in Wisconsin. The lake has always just been that place where I have felt at home and just love to be like, there are so many good family memory memories at the lake. It was three years ago, I somehow got into stand-up jet skis. And so I, I used to have this 1996 C2XP. Those of you who are not into like jet skis and boats and stuff, you're not going to care about any of this. But like, this was the love of my life forever. This 96 C2XP base color was yellow with purple graphics. Like it was just this, this vintage, like dope two-stroke sit-down jet ski, right? Like, and they, they just don't make them like that anymore. Everything made now is four stroke. They're big. Yeah. You can go super fast, but like you're not jumping waves. You can't just do three sixties and cut really sharply. Like they're just not, they're not the same. And so the C2XP I had had forever, but it was always breaking down and it was, I mean, it was just dying. Like, and it it literally was that season three years ago. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do when this thing doesn't run anymore because that's what I do at the lake. Like I don't go to the lake and lay out and tan and rest like by nine o'clock every night I'm exhausted because I rode all day I tubed I skied I jumped in the water we made little uh tube obstacle courses like that's what I do at the lake because I play really really hard and then I'm dead and so knowing that this thing that I love so much is going to die and stop working was stressing me out to some extent and then my uncle he buys this stand-up jet ski and I I'd seen them before I've never ridden one and when you buy a new jet ski like that the engine is brand new you have to break it in and so the break-in process I think is you run two full tanks of gas through it but you can't go over like half throttle and you want to vary the rpms low to high so you're breaking in the engine that takes a long time to do and it takes a long time to do it by yourself and so I happened to be at the lake when my uncle bought it and he basically me and him would switch off and ride the jet ski one after the other just to break in the engine so that you could eventually go full throttle, do a lot more fun stuff, carve, things like that. I get on this jet ski and immediately fall in love with it. I mean, it's just this whole new world that I never knew existed. And I, I remember coming back and talking to my parents saying like, I have to get one. Like I instantly knew that I had to have one of these standups. And so 
a couple months go by and I still have this stand up in my mind of like, man, like I want one, but I just don't think I can afford to buy something new. I was talking to my parents and even my mom like told my dad, he's like, we have to co-sign for, for one of these. Like we have to go half, half in uh, on one of these with Austin because they could just see how fun and exciting it was for me. And so then one day I'm in my apartment back in Kansas city at the time. And I had this, I just had this, I don't even know this calling to just call this place and see if they had any in stock. And I, I call this place at the lake. They have a 2014. So it's, it's 25th. It's the end of 2015, but they had a new 2014 available. I really like the 2014s. It's the black body with the blue and white graphics. It looks sick. And so I call, they give me this really good price because they're trying to get rid of it because they're having a bunch of 2016s come in the next year. They don't want a 2014 sitting on the lot. And so I go, long story short, they check my credit. They come back, they're like, hey, like we can't, we can't finance you. You have no credit. I was like, man, like I do, I should have credit. Like I don't understand, I guess. And I'm literally like bummed out. So I call my parents meeting. I'm like, I can't get it. And they're like, well, maybe we could co-sign it. I said like, no, like if I can't afford it myself, I don't deserve to have it. I literally get a call right after that from them. Like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, something messed up with your credit check. You actually have great credit. Like, yeah, we can finance you today. And I was like, yo. So long story short, drive down to the lake. There's there's a whole other process with this. I, we don't need to get into, into it right now. That's not the point of this episode. And so... I buy this jet ski, I ride the rest of the year, and I meet this guy down at the lake who is who I went and rode with this weekend. Like I, I'm sitting out of my sit my stand up one day, they rode stand ups, they came up, and literally from then on, like we were talking all the time, we were riding as much as possible, and I just fell in love with this new jet ski that I I had no idea about six months before, and so I'm riding this jet ski. End of the season comes. I'm super bummed because it, it gets pretty cold. You can't ride. And so next year, I rode the most I've ever ridden in my life. I don't have an exact number, but I think I rode, I mean, it was it had to have been 60 to 70 days. I mean, it, it was a lot of riding. That's a lot at the lake when you're working full time and I don't live there. I mean, typically, you just go for a couple days on the weekend. I mean, I was taking five, six, seven-day trips, and we were just going out chasing cruisers with the squad and it was one of the best summers I've ever had at the lake. It, it was unreal. And to just like this euphoric feeling of chasing these 50, 60 foot boats at the lake, like while everybody's on the back partying and you're literally slamming into these wakes, throwing no handers, throwing one handers, like doing like call me, like pointing back at the boat. Like the feeling of that is such a rush and like time stands still. We, uh, we caught one this weekend. We rode. I'm really out of shape too. I was super in shape a couple of years ago when we were doing that. I'm really out of shape now. And so we were chasing this cruiser. I mean, we had, I had some decent hits, nothing crazy, but I remember just thinking like, man, like that seemed like forever. Like I'm so tired. And we looked at the GoPro footage and it literally lasted like three minutes. I mean, I, I it felt like 45 minutes and literally three minutes of your life. It's this feeling that our, these things that we're passionate about bring us that feeling. And that is kind of what leads into this period of mourning. Because I, I went 
to the lake that one season, 60 plus days. And then literally the year after felt like I was supposed to move to Nashville. And so those two dreams don't align. And so what I don't talk about a lot either is I'm really big into YouTube and vlogging and, and all of these like media content things. And so the goal after that, I think it was, I'm trying to think what year it was. It would have been 2016, I guess. So the year of 2016 was like, that was my year. And that was the year that, so then 2017, we were going to be doing YouTube and we were going to be doing vlogs and we were going to like make it happen. And honestly, I think we could have. Um, but instead I decided to move to Nashville and that was a decision that at the time a hundred percent seemed right. And it's, and it still does. And it still is like Nashville is where I'm supposed to be. Touring is what I'm supposed to be doing. But what I don't think a lot of people talk about is the fact that sometimes when you pursue another dream, you have to give something else up. And at the time, everything was new and fun and exciting, and I didn't really see that. But this last summer, I really saw firsthand that I gave up something that was really important in my life, and that's not bad. I just didn't expect it to happen. I think I rode... I mean, I think I maybe had like eight days at the lake last year where the year before, I mean, yeah, it was like 60 to 70. And so that's a big difference. And that's something that you don't always realize until you're in it. Like when I was making decisions to move to Nashville, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm not going to be able to have this euphoric experience on my jet ski. I mean, yeah, that was a thought. I knew I would be spending less time at the lake. I knew that I wouldn't be able to see my family in Kansas City as much. But I think the dream was always tour and then go down to the lake as much as possible in the summer because touring a lot of times has up and down schedules. And so you work a lot in short periods of time, but then you have a lot of time off. Well, this summer was the most I've ever worked in touring. Um, It was a pretty slammed year and I was also in a new relationship. And so my priorities simply weren't going to the lake. I mean, that's just not what I was able to do. And the problem with that is then when I was, when I was going to the lake, when I went, I got in these weird kind of moods. Like I got into a funk because I didn't know what to do going back to something that was such a pivotal part of my life. And now just seemed kind of like an afterthought. I was going through this concept of mourning. I just don't think I realized it at the time. And I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. And so in a lot of ways, it kind of ruined my time at the lake because I got stuck in my head and bummed and disappointed of like, man, like I can't believe I have to leave in two days where normally it's like, oh, well, I leave in two days, but I can just come back in like four days after that. You know what I mean? And so that was tough. And I don't know if I really ever dealt with it. And then going into this, that kind of, brings us into this weekend and so I I go down to the lake and it's really good but it's kind of that realization that it might not ever be the same again like I was down there by myself I was trying to ride all weekend so my family was maybe going to come up for a couple hours but we kind of determined that just that wasn't going to be a smart decision like it, it was just going to be too much work to make it happen but it was like kind of weird being down there by myself like it was weird not having 
my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law and my grandparents down there, like just kind of always having people to do something with, or like we're always cooking lunch or having to go to the store, like those little things that you miss, they weren't there and they haven't really been there in the past year. And, and that's weird for me. And I think it hit me this weekend that that's how it is now. And so my buddy wasn't able to ride as much as I thought he would be able to. And so I had some more downtime to kind of think about things and whatever. And I remember on Saturday night, I went to go hang out with my friend who uh, who was in town from Arkansas. And so I went and uh, met, met up with him and his family and his wife. It ended up being really fun, a great time. And then that next day was my last day to ride. And normally that's kind of my day where I get into this funk and, and get into this weird place because I'm like, dang, like I have to leave. This sucks. I'm kind of waiting for the guys to ride and everything's just taking a little longer and I'm a little bummed out. And so I eventually go out and ride by myself, meet up with my buddy. We ride and then it's the weather gets kind of weird. It gets super windy. It starts raining and then my buddy's ski breaks down. So I have to tow him in. It just seemed like that kind of, it was just one of those moments like it's just not meant to be right now. Like you're just not supposed to be riding right now. And so I, I kind of internally made the made this decision of like, I'm just going to go back to the dock put the ski up a little early and call it good. Like just not have to rush around and clean everything super late tonight. Like I'll just get a good start on everything. And so I go back to the dock. I'm literally taking my ski out and the, uh, the rain stops, the sun comes out and it's literally perfect. I mean, not a ripple on the lake, like just dead still. No one's out. The sun is out. It's probably 75 degrees. I mean, it really is like the perfect weather. And I had this internal debate of, well, why are you putting your ski up when it's so nice right now? I went through kind of this discussion in my mind of I've, I've always kind of been an all or nothing person. So like when I go to ride my jet ski, I ride like I ride sun up until sundown. And so I, it kind of killed me to think like, well, you're wasting time by not riding right now. Like this is good water. And I, I had this kind of aha moment of like, it's okay to put your jet ski up early. And that sounds like really silly, but I've been working through this whole concept of not being such an all or nothing person. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's okay to just sit on the dock for a minute and take the jet ski out and not go ride in perfect weather. And that sounds silly but it was something that was pivotal in this concept of mourning because I think it finally clicked that, yeah, like I wish I could ride more and I wish I could come to the lake more. But when I go to the lake, I don't have to be crazy focused or obsessed about using every single moment the best I can. Because I think what that does is creates this pressure and it creates this feeling that like if you're not going all out all the time you're not enjoying it and instead I was able to kind of sit back clean my ski off get everything taken care of make sure the batteries were sorted out from my family came down the next weekend get the boat battery charging get things put away and just relax for a minute and and that's hard for me to do and so I, I don't think that was necessarily like all like super explicit in the moment like I wasn't sitting there thinking like oh I'm having this aha moment and I'm moving past this period of mourning something 
because that's ultimately what I've been feeling the past two years is this idea of mourning. Like I was feeling sadness about the disappearance of something, the disappearance of being at the lake all the time with my family and friends. And yeah, I chased this new dream in Nashville and it's great and it's where I'm supposed to be, but that doesn't mean that giving something up isn't hard and it's not sad and it's not disappointing. And that is something that I think our culture is so terrible at. This concept of sadness and mourning something. I think a lot of times you have that conversation with something and they say, well, it'll get better. It'll be better. Like, but think about this, like you're doing this now. This is so much greater. This is so much better. And those things aren't always wrong. But I wonder what it would look like to step back as a friend, a family member, or whatever, and allow the people in your life to mourn something and to be sad about something that has disappeared or that you have lost. And I don't really have, I don't know, I don't have like a tangible way to do this. I don't necessarily know how this looks in society. I just know that I don't feel like culture allows us to be in this space. It, we're kind of expected to live a certain way all the time and, and kind of this Instagram driven society of everything is good all the time. Like I don't deal with stuff. And even if, even if I am dealing with stuff, I'm not going to portray it to people. And I think that is really detrimental to our culture. And I think it takes us away from this, I don't know, this community of realness. And so that's kind of why I wanted to share this episode with you all. Like, I don't think these words are anything special or crazy, but I don't hear a lot of people talk about sitting in disappointment or, or even really what that looks like. For me, I think it means acknowledging the fact that, yeah, like I miss the lake a lot. I, I really do. Like I think about the lake all the time. Like I miss those summer weekends with my family like I miss the 4th of July making tie-dye with my family making homemade ice cream shooting off fireworks I miss being able to just go whenever I want and ride and not have to worry about tour schedule where I have to fly out to next where I'm traveling to next those things are a loss right now one of the best things I've done for my mental health with this whole process, I think is just acknowledging that. And I, I have not done a good job of that. Like, please do not hear what I'm not saying. Like, I'm not saying I have the right answers or I'm perfect because I, I do not. I just know this last weekend I wrestled with this a lot and it was all very internal and I, I didn't necessarily realize I was wrestling with it. But I was kind of able to sit in that space that was uncomfortable and hard a little bit. And then there's so much more work that needs to be done. And I think even just talking this out in the podcast right now is something that will hopefully bring healing over time. Just being able to acknowledge like, man, like I want to be able to go to the lake and I want to be at peace and I want to be able to ride my jet ski, but not be obsessed or focused or, you know, or not necessarily focused, but like incredibly focused to a point that it's like, I miss out on other things in life because I'm missing something so bad. And I think too, like it's good to have perspective. Like I gave the lake up for now, like who knows what the future holds. Um, 
But right now it's not something that's a part of my life. And the reason for that is I'm able to now fully give myself to my career for a while and just another dream that I've had. I wouldn't say the lake was a bigger dream than touring or vice versa. But by moving to Nashville and touring full time, like I'm getting some other crazy dope experiences that I would not normally get if I were working for a production company in Kansas City and going to the lake every weekend. I don't really have like a practical solution. I guess I explained a little bit about how it looks in my own life right now, but I think my point really is more of like, I'm still mourning the lake. And this weekend was a small glimpse about what it means to mourn to me. And I think it was a good heart check and being able to say like, hey, you know what? You missed this and that's okay. And whether or not you feel like society or culture allows you to feel that, like it's important that you feel those emotions and go through that and work through it in order to grow and feel this peace that can come by working through something. And so I just want that to be an encouragement to you all. Like, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're mourning. Maybe it is mourning the loss of a person as well. Like maybe it is mourning the loss of a job, having to give something up. I don't know. But please know that one, you're not alone in that journey. And two, like, I want this to become a safe place where we can begin to dialogue about the hard things in life because the reality is, like, everybody deals with shit in their life. You know what I mean? It's so easy to portray our life like we don't. I've been so guilty of that over the past six months, and that's kind of why I've been releasing some of these episodes just saying, like, hey, like, my life on Instagram looks dope and super fun and we travel all the time, but, like, Here's some things that I'm actually dealing with. Here are some things that I am struggling with, and here are some things that I'm mourning because I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah, I hope that can be encouraging to you all. I, I would love to hear about something that you're mourning as well. Like, that's something I would love to bring more into this podcast. It's just this, yeah, kind of what I was just saying, like this dialogue. And so, like, reach out to me on social media reach out to me on the Anchor app. You can actually send in stuff through the Anchor app as well. And so let me know, like, if you want to share something, like, please do. Like, I would love to hear about it. I would love to start this conversation with you all. That's this week's episode, Morning a Dream. I, I hope it's something that resonates with you all and, and clicks. Please let me know if there's anything I could be doing differently as well. I think this podcast has turned into something that I honestly really love to do. And it's really fun to me. I don't always trust what people tell me about it. I think it's easy for people to say something is good, but I would love to hear constructive feedback. Like, I don't know if I necessarily want to hear like, Oh, your podcast sucks, but like, Hey, like your audio could sound a little differently, or maybe like you could structure it a little like, I would love to just hear those things. I think ultimately, like, I want this podcast to be something that I'm proud of and putting out there, but I also want for you all, the listeners, to be able to say, hey, like, these are a couple things I'm noticing. Or, like, if you think I'm doing a good job, like, let me know, too. Like, that, it feels good to know that what you're putting out there is being received well. And so thank you all so much, again, just for listening to the podcast and supporting me and posting stuff on your Instagram stories, all that. Like, that means so much to me, just that people would see something and be excited about it. Like I, I met some people at a show the other day 
um, a show that I was working in. They're like, dude, I love the podcast. And like that, that meant a lot to me for someone who I don't know to say, hey, I really like what you're doing. Like that felt good. Please leave feedback, comments, whatever. Um, rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well if if you would like to. Like that would be a huge help just to continue to grow the audience base and to get bigger and to just keep reaching people because that's ultimately my goal is just to share my heart, share people's stories and inspire you all just by by who people are because that's all this is about is just letting you all see and hear someone's story whether that's my story Courtney's story last week my grandpa my sister and her husband like this whole thing is just sharing people's stories and letting you see that no matter who you are where you come from what you do you have something valuable to say and you are important because you are you and that is the heart behind all of this so thank you guys again so much for tuning in this week I really appreciate it This has been another episode of Mellow Mondays.